This episode of News Dump is brought to you by Vincero Watches, and we'll tell you uh, more about them later on in the show. But first up is the huge news that one of the worst proponents of aggressive microtransactions in all of gaming, EA, aka Electronic Arts, will no longer be utilizing loot boxes in any of their games. But that's only because they're essentially trying to rebrand the term into something far more fun-sounding because the term loot box has not only had a negative connotation since its inception, but also, we assume, because of the amount of press that loot boxes have gotten in recent months thanks to government crackdowns on these types of microtransactions. Yeah, you can't keep pushing these things out if parents start hearing about loot boxes and how predatory they are on the nightly news because of proposed legislation, especially since the UK government launched an investigation into these types of mechanics and a bipartisan bill was introduced here in America just last month. Mm -hmm. it is the one thing we can all agree on. Yeah, cross the these aisle. these goddamn loot boxes. Mm -hmm. Too much heat. So yeah. what is EA doing about it? They're apparently attempting to just redefine the term, kind of like how ICE detention centers are now called super happy fun zones. And they're in... Nothing to see here. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fine. They're military bases, too, where no yeah. one can see the, how much fun the Have you ever been to a military base? I went to one once, and there was just planes flying around above, and demonstrations, and it was great. Just a ton I don't of fun. see the problem. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the whole redefinition on EA's part comes from the previously mentioned investigation over in the UK, where the company's VP of Legal and Government Affairs spoke with members of the UK Parliament's Digital Culture, Media, and Sport Committee. In the meeting, the VP from EA stated... We don't call them loot boxes, and instead refers to them as surprise mechanics. Wow. Uh-oh, looks like this car is going to need a surprise mechanic. <laughs> I'm right here in the back seat the whole time. Oh, thank God. Wow, a helpful Honda guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, she also said that this is something people enjoy. They enjoy surprises. No, they don't. You're lying. When pressed from other members regarding these cool surprises, she states... We do think the way that we have implemented these kinds of mechanics, and FIFA, of course, is our big one, our FIFA ultimate team in our packs, is actually quite ethical and quite fun, quite enjoyable to people. You would say that. Well, yeah. It's almost like she's paid to say that. Mm, yes. I mean, so there you have it, though. No more loot boxes from EA. We finally did it. Gamer we did it, gamers! Gamers rose up. But, uh, hey, don't worry, because you can surely expect plenty of ethical fun and quaint, lovely surprises in all of their future games. Yeah. They're fun surprises. They are fun surprises. You ever. give us money, we give you a surprise. It could be absolutely worthless or something that you don't want or can't use. That's the fun about it. Mm -hmm. You spend money, you get this kind of hormonal rush not knowing what your money's going to end up getting. A rush that we have found out through numerous tests through on how to perfect. Centuries of research. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's uh, fun. Who, listen, you walk into a Vegas casino, the lights Wait, are going Don't up. say the C word. Oh, yeah. Hey, we, that's a completely different thing, sir. Sir. But you put your, your uh, let, let's say you're not a casino, but you're at something that resembles a casino, and you put your money in to a, something that is not a slot machine at all, mm. and the lights are going off, and guess what? Surprise, you didn't get anything. But it's still a surprise that you didn't get anything. Surprise. Surprise. You get nothing. <laughs> But hey, let's move over from gaming to comically misplaced anger, because the Christians are upset about television again. They're at it again. Uh, this time a campaign called Return to Order that operates under an organization called the American Society for the Defense of Tradition, Family, and Property. Hmm. They've set their sights on an Amazon original series called Good Omens, which is based on the book by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. The series, like the book, is about a demon and an angel working together to find the Antichrist an 11-year-old boy, in order to stop Armageddon. 
cool concept. Yeah. A lot of people like it, and the show's already getting pretty good reviews. But, like we said, some people aren't too happy about it, and that's where Return to Order comes in. Order. Order in the world. I demand a return to order. So aggressive. A return to order is a campaign whose goal is to work towards returning to a, quote, organic Christian society. No additives. In response to uh, what they describe as growing social decay, the abandonment of God and his laws, and his laws, and uh, the increasing public recognition of satanic acts, symbols, and ideas. Protesting shit that they find offensive is nothing new for Christian groups. We've all seen this over the... I mean, even before I was born. It's how they get rock hard. Mm. Good for them. But uh, their protest against good omens, it jumped to new levels of buffoonery because the group is so out of touch that they literally had no idea where you could even watch the show. Just the very existence of it Mm -hmm. pissed them off. What channel is it on? (laughs) Well, it's not on TV, Dad. Then where is it? It's in the cloud. It's, it's, it's... That's what, that's where God lives! It's a streaming service. A what? That's why they're so pissed is because these shows are hosted in the cloud where God lives. Yeah. So, what is a streaming service? Well, you know Netflix where you watch Bosch? Oh, I love Bosch. Great show. <laughs> Let's say it's like that. Okay, so we're gonna sue Netflix. Cool. Anyways, speaking of wrong platforms, we assumed that they just heard that this was on a streaming platform and then assumed that it had to be Netflix behind it because exactly. they, have, they have brand recognition, baby. Streaming. What's a streaming? It's, it's a Netflix. Netflix. It's like you got a Sega Genesis or an N64 or PlayStation It's all a Nintendo. One. It's all a Nintendo. Turn that Nintendo off. So, uh, yeah. Netflix, having the brand recognition that they do, yeah. a, a great, you know, this is good news proof of concept for yeah. Netflix that their branding works. Uh, that's who they targeted. Despite the show being exclusively produced for one of Netflix's main competitors, Amazon. This is terrible news for Amazon. <laughs> well, not, I mean, the coverage overall is fine for them. Sure, right, sure, but, but like, that sucks. That, uh, nobody knows we exist, damn it. I mean, you, you do something that pisses off all the Christians, and then they don't even come to you with their anger. They go down the street to Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's got to be sad. So anyway, their petition has since been deleted out of sheer embarrassment, but not before it had received over 20,000 signatures from good, honest people. He used the Return to Order website to send a pre-written message straight to Netflix that said the following. To Netflix, I protest against your series Good Omens, which portrays God as a tyrant and devils as being good. This is mockery of God's order and religion and makes good and evil seem equal and interchangeable. Uh, the petition it goes on then to list out some more grievances, which include things like the fact that the angel and the demon are friends. No. The four riders of the apocalypse are portrayed by bikers. Then the Christians love bikers because they're all retirees. Yeah. All the boomers riding Harleys. That's right. Yeah. And uh, worst of all, that God is voiced by a woman. <sighs> you know, they said it right there in their about us section on the thing that it, God is a man. That's right. So obviously this would piss them. God off. has a dick. He's and it's got huge. Balls. He gets his prostate checked because mm-hmm. he is a man, baby. And when it rains, it's God coming on all of us. That's right. Or peeing. It's hard to tell. But drink up. It's healthy. Apparently. Or he's got a bad case of the old <laughs> diarrhea. They got Taco Bell up there in heaven. Mm-hmm. It's the best one. Uh, despite it being hilariously predictable that a bunch of stuck-up old people and pearl clutchers aren't even aware which platform uh, any random show is on, uh, the creators are—they're just taking it in stride. Yeah, this is great news for yes. them. And they're probably pretty damn pleased about all the free promotion that the fallout from this petition is providing the show for free. The entire metal genre in the 80s was built on this kind of shit. Yes. 
This is what success is made of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil Gaiman claimed, uh, or he chimed in on the whole thing via Twitter, calling the protest beautiful and urging fans not to tell them they're protesting the wrong company. Don't tell uh, them. Now, shortly after all this, all this started going viral, Netflix actually chimed in by tweeting a link to the news coverage and added their own statement. Okay, we promise not to make any more. You clowns. <laughs> well, they case closed. We, yeah. we beat Netflix. Guys, go check. We took it down. It's gone now. Can't you will, find you it will not find Good Omens on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Now, please subscribe. Anyway, now that media companies are done fighting another holy war, it's time for a word from this week's sponsor, Vincero Watches. If we're all going to hell, we might as well do, do it while we're looking good yeah, with a Vincero good. watch on our wrist. Yeah. Where'd you get that? Wow. Vincero has a modern and contemporary style. It looks bold and professional. Get the watch built for a boss. It's time to step your game up and stand out. A luxury watch doesn't have to cost you a fortune, and you'll see why when you check out Vincero. Each watch is manufactured and quality checked by hand before being shipped out to you, the customer. Now, this is the kind of attention to detail and dedication to quality typically only seen with luxury watch brands that cost over $500. Get out of here. Well, guess what? Vincero watches, they're reasonable. They start at a little over $100. Yeah, I've got two Vincero watches. We love one, them. I got a fancy one. I got a sporty one. Mm-hmm. They're great. We've gone over the stories. We yeah. use them nearly daily, except I took a shower before coming here and forgot to put it on. But that is nothing against them. It's just my own... Yeah, ignorance. Yeah, ignorance, exactly. Buffoonery. <laughs> Buffoonery! Uh, with over 14,000 five-star reviews and a two-year warranty, you can shop with confidence. Go take a look at these Vincero watches. We know that you'll love them as much as we do. Uh, head over to VinceroWatches.com slash NewsDump. Enter the promo code NewsDump, all one word, to get 15% off your entire order. Why would you want to blend in when you can stand out? Go to VinceroWatches.com slash NewsDump and enter that promo code NewsDump. Uh, and thank you for supporting the show, Vincero. That's two, two this week from Vincero, yeah. so thank you. Wow. Wow. Moving on now to movie news, uh, the new Bill and Ted movie, Face the Music, has officially started filming after being in some form of pre-production purgatory for around a decade. Mm-hmm. And we know you're already aware that the original Bill and Ted, Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves, they're both reprising their roles in the film. But it was also announced in the past few weeks that Samra Weaving and Bridget Lundy-Payne have joined the cast as their daughters in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was also some pretty exciting casting news in addition to the filming announcement this week because not only has Kid Cudi signed on, but they've already found their villain, Anthony Kerrigan, better known as Noho Hank from one of the best goddamn TV shows on today, Barry. Yes. Which is awesome. Yes, we keep telling you to watch this show, and if you haven't done it yet, what are you waiting for? You got the month left of HBO after watching Chernobyl. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny, but it's not like a lighthearted romp. It is quite intense. It's it's uh, it's a good mix of both. Yeah, it's it's like if Breaking Bad had, it's good and had more jokes in it. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's an incredible show, and Noho Hank is a standout character. Yeah. Just, the, a, just a joy. He's kind of like the uh, like like Breaking Bad. He's like the Jesse because they didn't plan on having him stick around as long yeah. as uh, he was going to, but everyone loved him. Yeah, I think they were they were planning on killing Noho Hank in season one. And they, My guy sucked balls. It. <laughs> uh, anyways, this is great news. Yeah. Uh, they don't have much about his character other than it's the the villain. He's a ruthless adversary, but also uh, I mean he. He kind of looks like the character Death in Bogus Journey, yes, so maybe yes. he's the son of Death. The synopsis for the film, in case you forgot, it reads as follows. Yet to fulfill their rock and roll destiny, the now middle-aged best friends set out on a new adventure. When a visitor from the future warns them that only their song can save life as we know it and bring harmony to the universe. Along the way, they're going to be helped by their daughters, old friends, and a new batch of historical figures. And a few music legends. 
So standard Bill and Ted fare, but uh, yeah. excited to see it back on the big screen, especially with the rise of Keanu Reeves in the past couple of months. So this is uh, going to be a hit even for people that haven't seen it. And if you haven't, go watch it. It's yeah, great. Take a look. The first one. Second yeah. one, I don't really remember as much, but the first one's great. The first one is solid. Mm -hmm. Bill and Ted Face the Music is going to be released sometime in August of 2020, next year. I know it sounds further off than that, but we're here, people. Also, by the way, I still haven't seen Avengers Endgame. Well, good da -da 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 -da. news for you. Good news for you, Elliot. Yeah, because uh, apparently, even though the film's almost certainly still playing in some theaters around the country, Marvel is officially re-releasing the film in theaters just a few weeks after its debut. The two-month anniversary edition. This is great news for me. I might actually get around to it this time. Yeah, you, have, you finally have your chance. And you can be a part of something noble, taking yeah. down Avatar. This is almost uh, certainly an attempt by the studio to overtake Avatar as the highest grossing film of all time. I still can't. Like, why? Why is Avatar at number one? Because it was a worldwide success. The success. world lost its goddamn mind in, like, 2009. It was a 3D updated version of Fern Gully, and it was the first big budget movie to fully embrace the the re re reprisal of 3D, and it was a worldwide smash success. I'll only allow this if we let the other uh, subsequent Avatar movies that will certainly not do as well drag the average down. Yeah, but also the problem with this too is, uh, I mean, there's, it's already caused so many arguments online like, oh, well, no one's adjusting for inflation because Gone of the Wind would be the one. And it's like, oh, well, if we do that, well, maybe we should just count actual ticket sales. And it's like, well, then they would cheat by making the tickets cheaper. And well, and it's it's a it's a war that no one's ever going to really win. And it's, it's all, all bullshit. Yeah, it's bickering. Like, you're bickering at a, at a fran two franchises that are billion-dollar franchises. Yeah, over they don't nothing. need your, your help. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, I guess that's a good excuse to go uh, see it if for whatever reason you haven't yet. Mm -hmm. I went on a trip. But uh, the studio also indicated that there's going to be some bonus footage for those re-release screenings. According to Kevin Feige, it's nothing that adds or changes the actual story. Just some stuff tacked on to the end of the film. And uh, the runtime has only increased a total of six minutes. It uh, cuts to... Uh, the butthole shot. Thanos' purple butthole and Ant-Man. <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, I guess people really want this thing to beat Avatar. Now's your chance. That's the other problem, too. Vote with your dollar. In like 30 years, well, not even 30 years, in like 10 or 15 years, some some movie is going to rival it. And people are going to be like, yeah, but like Avengers had like 10 years of lead up. Like, if you count all of like the hype building on that, this one technically did way better because it's. Yeah. God. Our, Who fucking cares? Exactly. Uh, as for trailers this week, there's a new trailer for a movie called Ready or Not. This looks so good. Ready or Not follows young bride as she joins her husband's rich, eccentric family in a time-honored tradition that turns into a lethal game with everyone fighting for their survival. Is this like uh, John Leguizamo's The Pest? Uh, no, it's uh, so from the looks of it, it's like it's a pretty good like three-way mix between like The Purge, uh, You're Next, and Get Out, mm -hmm. with like a little more comedy tacked on. Cool. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. Uh, there's also a trailer for a short film on Netflix directed by Paul Thomas Anderson for Tom York of Radiohead's new album called Anima. Not anime. Anime? Not oh. anime. Anima. So oh, once... Yeah, I gotta check that out. Once then. you're finished listening to the dozens and dozens of hours of those leaked Radiohead demos, uh, you'll have even more to check out. Uh, that new album and the short film that's going to accompany it, they'll both release next Friday. The album obviously won't be on Netflix. You have to go to your, your Spotify's or whatever, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, 
I will pretty much watch anything Paul Thomas Anderson does, and that's great. He did yeah. a music video for Haim not too long ago. So... He does good work. He sure does. Oh, and Netflix updated everyone regarding their prank show, the one we talked about last week, mm -hmm. uh, by basically saying that the people involved signed up for a one-day hourly paid gig and then got pranked by supernatural shit. So, I mean, there's that. It's still not entirely morally sound, but at the very least, these people desperate enough for some extra cash that they would take a one-off gig only to get the shit scared out of them. They weren't fully expecting that this job wouldn't be their only source of income. A lot of the negatives and double negatives. They these aren't people who stopped looking for a job. Yeah, they because knew that they thought they had a, locked one down. A one-off. So yeah, it, at least they can be scared by the monsters and not the uh, crippling reality of lack of work. Yeah. Although if it's just a one-off job, they're obviously people that are looking for extra money. Yeah, still a little just kind of, you know. Not nice. <laughs> Most pranks are not nice, though. True. Um, yeah. These days in major cities, people have to work like three or four jobs. Some people do to pay rent and stuff. So, uh, yeah. Who even cares if one of those ends up being a prank show where you get fucked up by monsters? <laughs> I mean, it beats delivering food. Yeah, sure. Hey, you're going to be on TV. Really? What channel? Well, streaming. Oh, you mean the cloud where God lives? Yes. Streaming? Like Amazon? No. This new thing called Netflix. Never Are you sure it. it's not Amazon Prime? Yeah, the most prolific streaming service? I'm going to make a petition to get this Gatton Matarazzo prank show taken off of Amazon Prime. I Bezos, the absolute gall of you. I love Amazon Prime because it's so easy to use. It's the most user-friendly streaming service that exists. You, yeah. <laughs> it's great not. UI. Just beautiful. Uh, anyways, be sure to check out uh, our good friend Dan Casey's new show, Explainiac. Uh, first episode just went up on Thursday, and uh, in this show he goes completely off the deep end trying to explain some really weird pop culture shit to you, the viewer. The first episode revolves around the uh, absolute fact that within the Pokemon universe, Mr. Mime is actually Ash Ketchum's father. If you don't believe us, you can go find out for yourself. This man is an expert. Yeah, he's written several books. Mm -hmm. So, link is in the description below. Uh, outside of that, we had another exclusive podcast this week for all of our Patreon supporters and YouTube members. Be sure to check that out by uh, joining up on one of those. We really, really do appreciate it. Uh, and uh, watch our other videos. We did uh, one about how YouTube's being investigated by the big government. And uh, that one's already demonetized, so, ah, whatever. Uh, Conspiracy? And then we, and then, uh, we, <laughs> we have a new episode of, uh, of Tech Newsday where a, a, a bunch of stuff happens. Yeah. We talk about a bunch of things. Facebook's getting in the crypto game. There's like a get out those swipe swipe wallets. There's a guy on like I think it was like CNBC or something where he's interviewing someone about Libra and he's just like, "This isn't a cryptocurrency." And she's like, "Well, it's a digital." He's like, "But that's not a cryptocurrency." And, well, uh, anyways, more info over on that episode. We'll see you guys next time. Uh, Weekly Weird News tomorrow. Yeah. Bye.